This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 8.15, you're tuned in to WGNS, and our guest in studio is Attorney John Day right here in Murfreesboro, and how are you this morning? Fantastic, Scott. I hope you are. I am good. A little wet outside this morning. Yeah, I left early to uh, make sure that in case we hit hit any sort of uh, icy roads or ice overpasses or that sort of thing, I was worried about a problem, but everything was fine. You know what is really odd to me? Over the last... I don't know, six, seven months or so, Murfreesboro Police, they, they've been in here in studio, and they've talked about how there's been an increase of auto accidents and an increase of fatal auto accidents, even though there's less people on the roads. Yeah, and I th- I, I think, and, and you know, I'd be interested to hear what they had to say about it, but I think people are driving faster. With less number of people on the roads, I think people are taking perceived advantage of that and driving it faster than the speed limit and the problem with that is number one you reduce your reaction time well you don't really reduce your reaction time your reaction time stays the same but you cover more feet (laughs) as you're trying to react and number two as the speed increases if you do happen to have a crash the severity of the crash increases which increases the likelihood that you or somebody else is going to get hurt so when we hear about more accidents on the roadway during this whole COVID 19 pandemic is that also funneling over into the offices of different lawyers are they seeing more clients come in all of a sudden who are injured in auto accidents well i uh I don't know that there's actually been an increase in the number of wrecks. I think there's an increase in the number of fatal wrecks. So we we are seeing more wrongful what we what lawyers would call wrongful death cases. I think they were up eight, nine, ten percent last year in the state of Tennessee from motor vehicle wrecks. Uh, but the number of of wrecks themselves, I think, is flat or a little bit down, or at least it was last year. Things are starting, the traffic flows are starting to come back. But um, yes, sooner or later, uh, people who are involved in car wrecks end up talking with a lawyer. When somebody is involved in an auto accident where there is a serious injury, maybe a debilitating injury where they're never going to be able to walk again, I mean, these things really happen. But when those things do happen, it seems like the outside world who has never been involved in any type of lawsuit or medical need where they had an accident they don't really understand i guess the point of a lawsuit they just hear about them and think oh they're just lawyers raising the cost of my medicine and, and, and so forth but that's that's really not the case when you dive into the problem of insurance companies not paying to have medical procedures done for somebody injured by their client yeah i think uh, there, there is a misperception uh Maybe it's an understandable misperception of the role the legal system plays in keeping the world level. Uh, In other words, 
Uh, if you have wrongdoing, even just negligent, I'm not talking only about intentional wrongdoing, I'm talking about negligent wrongdoing, people who make a mistake and run a red light and hit somebody or do some other uh, careless act that causes injury, if there isn't a system, if there isn't a, a way for people to be held accountable, then there's a disincentive for people to do the right thing. So I like to think of, of the, as the legal system as a check uh, on wrongful behavior, a way to discourage people from doing things that are uh, inappropriate, that can cause harm to others, and lawyers function within that system to allow, on the one hand, people to seek compensation for injuries if they're hurt because somebody else made a mistake, and on the other side, for lawyers play a role in defending those who have been accused of making a mistake and and making sure that there is proof that a mistake was made and recompense should be made, right? So that's the role that lawyers play in the civil justice system. You know, when I was younger, when I, I remember being 16, 17 years old, and I had my uh, a truck broken into one time, and a stereo was stolen out of it, all that good stuff, right? Uh, but it was so easy then to work with my insurance company in order to recover the cost and then replace that stereo system. But it seems like people are having a harder time dealing with insurance companies than they used to 10, 20, 30 years ago. Well, I, I've, my experience has been that there are cycles in the insurance business, just like there is cycles in everything else. And insurance companies go through periods where they make it more difficult for people to make a claim, and then they go through other periods where it is less difficult. And it's, so it's, it's just a, it's a cycle. Right now, we see more and more companies demanding more or more of their insureds or from claimants who they don't insure before they're willing to uh, pay uh, what they're responsible to pay. We, we got a text message question here, and let's get to that first before we, I guess, dive into a little bit more about what do you do if you're in a personal injury case. And the question is, how in the world do insurance companies have the funds to actually pay somebody? Well, in the insurance world is a, a, is a fascinating world. And what insurance companies do is they collect premiums from their insureds and later pay out claims from to their insureds or on behalf of their insureds. So let's take, for instance, automobile liability insurance. Uh, the law requires that you buy it. Now, 22% of the people in Tennessee don't have it. That's but, scary. Yes, it is. It's terrifying. But the law requires that you have it. So every single month, every single quarter, depending on how you pay your premium, you are sending money to your insurance company. Your insurance company invests that money and earns money on that investment and then claims from other people start to roll in. Their insureds, in other words, have wrecks and are alleged to have caused the wreck and the insurance company adjusts or handles those claims while they are handling the claim they are still earning money on their investment so the key to making money in the insurance business is to 
charge more to your insurance than you ultimately pay out in claims and take advantage of the investment income that you can make in the in the meantime again in studio with us attorney john day now what you're saying is interesting because it would seem like you could look at the market overall see how the market is doing how it's performing are people making money and then based on that, you can probably figure out if this is going to be one of those years where insurance companies are harder to work with or easier to work with. Because insurance companies obviously are not making as huge of a profit on their investments right now because of the market being down compared to years past. That's true. If you can see a cycle in the financial industry and compare it with cycles in the insurance industry, and there's some comparison there. That's why I mean, yeah, it's and, uh, you know, I'm saying this. I'm not suggesting that the insurance companies are doing anything wrong by taking premiums paid by their insurance and investing. That's exactly what they should be doing. But you are right. When we have interest rates down as low as they are, that impacts the amount of investment income that insurance companies will make on their money and therefore impacts how much money they have to pay claims and still make a profit so we have a it's a very very interesting game of finance and that's really quite frankly what insurance is it is a financial play where the insurance company is betting we will pay out less in claims and claims handling expenses than we charge plus the investment income we make off the premiums that we invest in the meantime. And it's a very sophisticated financial game. I'm, and, and once again, I use the word game. I don't mean to suggest it's inappropriate. Insurance is absolutely necessary to make the world work, in my opinion. But it is a very high-stakes financial uh, game, and uh, it's a fascinating industry. And some people do it very, very well. You know, and I guess this explains why a couple of years back, a lot of insurance companies started offering, uh, I guess, new things with their line of work, such as auto loans. You, you know, that's something that I wasn't familiar with before. Then all of a sudden, I don't know, 15 years ago, I start hearing about different insurance companies offering auto loans. Well, think about the database that they have. I mean, they have got the name, address, telephone number, email address of every single person that they've insured. They've got the same information for every single person who's made a claim against them. That information is worth a tremendous amount of money. And it would just make sense, right, to say, how can we take this data and use it to offer additional services or even goods to, without violating anybody's privacy rights, to increase our overall uh, uh, revenue and hopefully net income. So yes, you see insurance companies offering different types of insurance. You see them offering banking services. Uh, Why not? They have an opportunity there to do what they do best, and that is manage money. So I'll give you an example. There's one insurance company that uh, not only writes liability insurance, like on your your car, or homeowner's insurance that you would have on your home, but they also sell life insurance. When a person is insured under a life insurance policy and they pass away, the family 
is not offered a check for the amount of the life insurance policy. They say, what we will do is we will put this into an investment account in your name. Now, you can get it whenever you want to, but we would be happy to help manage this investment for you. All, all of a sudden, right, the insurance companies got into the fan financial planning industry. So, so you're saying if, let's say, uh, you have, well, what if you had a lawsuit against an insurance company, then the next thing you know, the insurance company who's about to pay you, if they have to pay you in court, they're, you know, they settle, whatever it is, they all of a sudden turn around and say, I tell you what, we can help you with this money we're about to pay you and invest it for you. Does, does that kind of stuff happen? No, I, don't, I haven't seen that happening, but I, have, I can give you an example. Uh, a, a client of ours from a nearby community's husband was killed in Iraq. He had a, a $250,000 life insurance policy made payable to her. They did not send her a check. That's In the old days, they would have sent her a check for $250,000. They said, instead, we've established an account with you, with the insurance company, now banking, financial planning company, for the $250,000. You can take it out whenever you want to, but we will help manage it for you if you would like us to do that. Well, the person who was entitled to the $250,000 was unsophisticated. She didn't know financial planners. Many people don't. You know, they don't have anything to plan with, right? So she just let the money sit with them and allowed them to invest it. Now, I'm not suggesting they would do a bad job. I'm not suggesting they're doing anything unethical or inappropriate. What I'm suggesting is, in follow-up of your point, they are taking information that they have and using it to offer additional services, which will ultimately work for their benefit. Now, I got to say, with you sitting there talking about that, it just kind of made me think, because we have tax season coming up here pretty soon, we got to file our taxes, but when you get an insurance payment or settlement, that is basically something you don't pay tax on. But then if this insurance company is turning around saying, I'm going to invest this and handle it for you, so does it all of a sudden become something that you have to pay taxes on? Well, let me correct just one thing slightly that you said about not paying taxes on settlements. It depends. If you have a personal injury or wrongful death settlement, uh, the, that settlement is excluded from income under your federal tax return. It's a little bit different with other types of settlements. For example, an employment discrimination case, not a personal injury case, an employment discrimination case, a defamation case where somebody sued for libel or slandering, the person who receives money, that is a taxable event. But the typical personal injury case, a wrongful death case, the money is received by the, the person who has been wronged and it's, it's tax-free. There's no adverse tax consequences to them. If the person who receives that money invests it, the earnings on the investment are taxable. So it would be the, uh, I guess, the capital gains on top of whatever the actual initial payment should have been. That's correct. So let's assume that you, you, uh, you get a personal injury settlement of $100,000 and you put that 
into an investment account, and the first year you make 5% on that, $5,000, you will pay taxes on that $5,000. The $100,000 is untaxed. Gets confusing there with all the different tax laws, but it, it, it makes sense. And, and you have now exhausted my knowledge on tax law. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have one more text message here before we get back to the personal injury cases are insurance claims up in a down market i don't know the answer to that question um it, that number the number of insurance claims is an industry i'm not going to say it's a secret it's just not reported until well after the event now, but insurance companies know, you know, whether or not claims are up or down. And there are reports that will come out. I'm sure we'll see something any day now, maybe March, right, that there were a number of increase in the number of claims during 2020 or decrease. But that's not something that insurance companies are required to report or do report on a daily or monthly basis. Again, Attorney John Day with us this morning. And... Now we can get back to personal injury cases. Okay. So if someone is involved in an accident of some sort where it is a personal injury case, what are the things they should do? Are there steps they should take right off the bat to make sure that they're going to be okay in the long run? Well, the first thing that I would suggest is is at the scene of the wreck itself. So it, the vast majority of wrecks uh, are... I'm going to put them in the relatively minor category. That is, a person is knocked unconscious. They're not trapped in a car. They're not deceased. They're, they, they are. They have their wits about them. And so, what you do at the scene of the wreck can impact your rights later. For example, some people who get in a wreck have a natural inclination to get very, very angry. Sometimes they even want to start a fight. Sometimes they even fight. That's not very smart. And you've seen this in cases. I have seen it in cases. And uh, it, it, it doesn't do anybody any good at the end of the day. I understand the natural reaction, particularly if you get hit by a drunk driver or if, heaven forbid, your child is hurt. You know, the natural reaction is to strike out. The 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 more sensible action is to restrain oneself and and instead gather information. In other words, while you're waiting for the police to come and assuming there's nothing wrong with you or there's nobody that needs your immediate medical attention, take a look around and see who saw the wreck. Often people will stop by and get their, their name and their phone number, take a picture of their driver's license, do something to record that information because at the end of the day, that person's testimony may be required to help out prove what happened. Maybe it's crystal clear, but I guarantee you every time there is a wreck at an intersection that is controlled by traffic rights, everybody always claims they had the green light. <laughs> that is impossible, right? <laughs> so it's it's nice to have somebody other than you and the occupants in your car confirming the fact that you had a green light. You had the right to lawfully enter the intersection. People today, they're a little more hot-headed, I think, than they were 15, 20 years ago. And I don't know if part of that is because social media almost drives everyone to that expectation that everything should be 
right then, right there, as far as it being taken care of. And at the same time, people are more hot-headed these days, and therefore it's going to equal somebody getting out of the car and possibly wanting to fight. What have you seen in different accident cases? Have you actually you know, read about where this person got out and literally just hauled off and hit the other driver for no apparent reason? Oh, yeah. I mean, we see that. It's very, very, very rare, but we see it, and I've heard it uh, occurring in, in other lawyers' cases. I still think it is extremely rare. I think the vast, vast, vast majority <clears throat> of people keep their head together and realize that starting a, a fight or even yelling at other people is not going to solve the problem. Uh, so I, I, why people are like that, and if it's any worse than it was 15, 20 years ago, I, I don't know. I do think most people are more impatient than they were 15 years ago. I know I am. Uh, when I press the print button on my computer and it takes two seconds to start to print, I wonder what's taking so long, right? <laughs> Or, you know, you hit uh, to open up a new window and you get the little hourglass and you have to wait three or four seconds. You know, it's why is that? And you go back. When I started practicing law, we did not have a fax machine. Okay. Things have changed. And maybe people's expectation that things should be done quicker is leading to a sense of uh, impatience and i i do think technology has played a huge role in that because when you text somebody if they don't respond within five minutes you know you see some people really getting agitated or mad that whoever they texted hasn't responded yet yeah i have a 13 year old daughter and if she texts one of her friends uh and doesn't hear back what I will say immediately, she wonders if they are angry with her for some reason, you know, and you know, they just may be in the restroom. Yeah. Or, or their phones <laughs> sitting in the car and they're yep. inside the house. Who knows what? Yes, exactly. But it is interesting how pretty much everybody seems to expect an answer to whatever the problem is right away or a solution right away. I mean, they want results immediately, no matter what it is. Yeah, and as I said, I don't pretend to be able to understand all that. I do know that about two years ago, we have in our office what we call a case management system. In other words, all of our documents are filed electronically into a database, and we can pull them up from our desk or on vacation or do whatever we want to do. And part of that program now is a text system where we can text our clients from our computer and they can text us back and the text messages they send us goes to everybody on the team working on their case. Our clients love text messages. I mean, it is, uh, I don't know why it is exactly, uh, probably exactly what you've been suggesting, but we now communicate uh, with our texts. I, I bet you it's 50% of the communications we have. Uh, we still have phone calls. We still have some in-person meetings. Of course, they've been reduced in the last year. But we now use text to set up those phone calls as opposed to playing phone tag with one another. So uh, the texting has become a big part of our law practice. Again, Attorney John Day with us. And we're talking about personal injury cases. And just to kind of summarize, the first thing to do when you get into an accident is to look around, make sure nobody's seriously hurt. Try to find the names of witnesses if there's, you know, somebody who stops by, I guess. 
Um, but those will be the first things in addition to, of course, calling for help, 911, calling right. dispatch. So what is the second thing we do? Uh, I think it's, it's helpful not to try to figure out exactly what happened and what contributed to cause the wreck, but to focus on your conduct and what you did and accurately give that information to the police. What people tend to do is if they don't understand exactly what happened, they start to make assumptions about what happened. It's called a fill-in defect. So you don't know the whole story, so you start to make assumptions. Concentrate on what you know, tell the police officer that, and stick with that, okay? Um, and, and then stop, don't start speculating. Another thing to do is, quite frankly, is to sort of look around uh, if there's any local businesses in the area or even sometimes homes, make a note and see if you see any cameras pointed in that direction. Uh, we, have, we have seen a huge increase in wrecks being caught on video camera. Uh, and now that video evidence is only there for a few days, but it is uh, maybe a month at the most but it's out there so if you heaven forbid you're at a wreck at the intersection of uh oak and, J and smith street look around and say oh is, there's a camera pointing right this direction i wonder if they have information don't run over there right then but th an inquiry should be made or you should tell your lawyer about that so he or she can make an inquiry about whether that wreck was caught on video we have another text message here. It says, I was in a car wreck and the person who hit me immediately moved their car to a parking lot and the police officer did not seem to really care about that when they arrived. You know, you always hear you should leave your car where it is, but I guess not always the case. Well, there's competing interests there, right? Sometimes, depending on the severity of the wreck, uh, it's wise to move your car out of the way because you and other people are placing folks at risk who are trying to avoid uh, who may hit you in the roadway or you may get traffic backed up behind you in a minor wreck um, and cause uh, uh, other wrecks behind you we see it all the, every morning on 24 going into nashville right there's, there'll be some wreck, and then somebody who is looking at that wreck or stop for it gets rear-ended by somebody else who isn't paying quite good enough attention. So what I would say about that is if it is a serious wreck that involves people who have been hurt, uh, do not move the vehicles. Let the police see where the vehicles are and let them tell you when they can be moved. Uh, if it is a minor wreck that doesn't involve much uh, property damage it makes sense for each vehicle to move off to the side of the road off to the shoulder as far as you can get um, and keep the vehicles in the same basic order you know whoever got hit uh, from the rear they should be the first vehicle that pulls over and the other one should pull in behind them but quite frankly from a public safety standpoint it makes sense to move the vehicles in that case so the next thing we should do of course in addition to calling police and all that fun stuff you should take notes immediately after you determine everybody's okay but take notes on where you are where you're sitting and where the wreck happened and then look around at the houses and the businesses look for cameras and maybe even do some voice memos into your phone to record yourself saying well this is what happened this is what i saw 
and and also exchange insurance information with the other driver if the person that you believe called the wreck caused the wreck he or she may disagree with that you should ter- you should give your insurance information over to them if they're willing to give it to you uh, just exchange that information because that'll help move things down the road at the end of the the process the police uh, officer will give you a report number uh, the police report itself will not be ready for three or four or five or sometimes even seven days uh, but take that uh, report information and hold on to that because your lawyer will need that or you will need that to get a copy of the report when it's finally released so those are all things that we should do while at the accident scene but once all of that is taken care of, once the officer makes the report, gives you the report number, what is that next step? Because I think that's the area where some people get confused. You know, now that this wreck happened, I've got confirmation of it with the police report number. What do I do next? Do I drive away? Do I call a wrecker? If your car is drivable, then you drive it. <laughs> if it is not drivable, then you don't. You let a wrecker take it. If you're not sure whether it's safe to drive, then you let a wrecker take it. You know, what happens next is largely dependent on the nature and extent of any injuries you have. So that's going to drive a lot of it. If the circumstances are such that you need to go to the hospital by ambulance, then obviously you go. If circumstances are such that you don't, uh, then you should go home uh, and uh, you should gather up your own insurance papers and somebody's going to be saying, well, John, the wreck wasn't my fault. Why should I look at my own insurance policy? Here's the reason. Your insurance on your car uh, probably has something known as medical payments coverage. Medical payments coverage is insurance com- coverage that you paid for that paid pays for some portion of your medical bills if you are involved in a car wreck. Now, listener may be saying, well, I have health insurance. Why would I worry about that? This is why. Your health insurance plan probably has a deductible. It probably has co-pays. If it's early in the year, hopefully you haven't met your deductible. And you may be thinking, well, dang it. uh, I've lost my job or I've been laid off for two months money's getting a little tight i've got health insurance but i know i haven't used any of my deductible if i go see a doctor i'm going to have to come out of pocket and the answer to that is not if you have medical payments coverage you don't medical payments coverage will pay those bills and it's usually five thousand sometimes it's ten thousand dollars and the listener may be saying but john we don't we haven't even talked about whether or not i was hurt yet (laughs) okay hopefully you weren't hurt but lots and lots of people are involved in relatively minor wrecks, what they think are minor wrecks, and they don't feel any sort of injury till the next day or even two days later. And that's because the body is so worked up about being in a wreck that you don't feel it. The adrenaline has taken over your body and you don't feel a problem or your muscles have been stretched but they haven't started to contract yet and you don't feel the pain so you'll see lots of people who say i think i'm all right i wasn't hurt and they'll say that to the police officer and they'll say it to uh their next door neighbor and they'll put it on facebook (laughs) (laughs) 
and then the next day they can't get out of bed. You know, what is really interesting and scary at the same time about a lot of what you just said is that I have driven past accident scenes where I've seen somebody who obviously has a gaping gash in their arm or their shoulder and they're literally bleeding everywhere, but yet they're standing up, walking around the accident scene, talking to other people. And I'm just thinking, well, obviously they're in shock. They have no idea what's going on. They may have hit their head as well. But that happens, you know. Well, those Scott, those people will get on Facebook and say, "Except for this four-inch gash in my arm, I'm fine." Uh, well, maybe while they're at the scene, they're not thinking. They're not thinking, and it, it, that plus, society doesn't like people who whine. Society likes people who get up off the football field, right, and shake off that that hit that just gave them a concussion. That's the way most of us were brought up particularly men men are the absolute worst of it because a lot of men and of course this is changing thank god but a lot of men uh played sports a lot of the young women did not play sports back in my era uh, but men played sports men are used to getting knocked around men are used to getting up the next day and haven't have any problem because they're 16 years old or 22 years old or whatever it is that's just what men do and, and women uh, are more in tune with their bodies and knowing whether something's right or knowing whether something's not right. And they don't, they're not afraid to indicate what kind of problems they're having or to see a doctor about it. So on your list of what to do in a personal injury case when you're you know, hit by another car, whatever it is, I'm guessing one of the things you should not do is to jump to social media immediately and start typing about, I just had this accident and this is what happened but because that could be used against you down the road if you say the wrong thing because you may not be thinking straight it not only could be used against you it will be used against you I mean one thing that every lawyer on either side of the case the person who's bringing in the lawsuits called the plaintiff the person who's been sued the defendant lawyers for both of those folks are going through your social media posts as soon as they get assigned the case and we're looking at them we're looking at instagram and i mean we're just looking at everything because we're trying to figure out what you said about the wreck and then in the weeks and months that follows what you're saying about your injuries and people this is what i tell our clients when you get in a wreck and you get hurt you should seek medical treatment and you should do everything you can to get well as soon as you can you should follow your doctor's advice you should follow your physical therapist's advice if you're asked to do home exercises you should do those home exercises because what you want to do is get as back to normal as quickly as you can and hopefully that'll take you back 100%. You do not need to post your progress on social media. This is for you. It's not for the world. But if you do post it on social media, then tell the truth about it. Report it accurately and remember that you've done it. Okay? Because I understand people feel the need to share all sorts of information that 10 years ago you wouldn't have thought or 15 years ago you wouldn't have thought about sharing but just make sure you you post it accurately so let me give you an example um 
there are lots of people who are able, after a wreck, to go out and mow the yard. In the old days, the insurance companies used to send out private investigators, and they take video of you mowing the yard or changing a tire or bailing hay. And then they hoped that they could get you to say that you couldn't do those things. <laughs> and then they would impeach you with the video. Okay, Now people are impeaching themselves because they're <laughs> posting the information themselves. So my point is, if you feel inclined to post it, just remember that you've done that and tell the truth about what you can do and what you can't do. And lots of people go out and they'll go out and you know, help their uncle bail hay, or they'll go over to grandma's house and climb up a ladder and paint. What they never post about is how they felt the next day from, yeah. as a result of their injuries, right? Because, you, you know, you may go out and do something like that, but pay the price for it for the next week. So they, they paint sort of a misleading picture. So we encourage our folks to stay off. Again, Attorney John Day with us this morning, and we got to take a break. But when we come back, I'm curious... Whenever you're transported by ambulance or, let's say, even life flight, and then that bill comes after you start recovering, but yet it's the other driver's fault that calls the wreck, That's that, that bill, often very big, is something that could really scare people and set them back financially if they don't do the right steps following the, the actual bill in getting with the insurance company of the other person to make sure it's paid for. So I guess let's talk a little bit about that when we come back. I'd love to do that. Time right now, 8.51. Attorney John Day with us this morning. Stay with us. We're going to take a look at the weather, and also we're going to take a look at the uh, veteran salute. That comes your way next on WGNS. Some periods of rain showers here for this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions and temperatures holding rather steady. Winds out of the north around 5 to 15 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 33. If you could use a little more tranquility in your life, and let's be honest, after the last year we all could, then consider a home aquarium. Multiple studies have shown that aquariums reduce stress, elevate mood, and lower blood pressure. Here at Animal City, we have all the supplies and knowledge needed to create your own aquatic oasis. This is Amanda at Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. We are happy to put our 30 years of pet experience to work for you. 919 Northwest Broad Street. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at demusrestaurants.com. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. It is important that we honor our American veterans every day. That's why Family Staffing Solutions takes great pride in saluting our local veterans here in Rutherford County. Veterans, we thank you and your story matters to us. Family Staffing Solutions, stay independent at home and in charge. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. I was sent first to radio school. Then, when I finished that, I was sent to Yuma, Arizona, to gunnery school. 
Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. And here we started out with shotguns on the back of a pickup truck standing up, and we fired at discs thrown out, went around a big circle. We went from that to a place where we sat, and they showed pictures of airplanes coming out of the side and front and so forth, and we fired a light gun at these. Then they sent me to Savannah, Georgia, and there we met the crew that we would fly with. Dr. Howard was in the U.S. Air Force. November of 1943, we got on the Ile de France, the old iconic luxury ship. I was a 13 floors down from the top. It was very uh, sickening and very hot. Bad, slept in a hammock. It took us quite a few days to get across. Oh, I was sick almost all the time. So was everybody else. But uh, we finally docked right out of Glasgow, Scotland. We got in a truck and drove to a place called Defum Green. That was a little village, and all around this village was the base, 452nd Palm Group. And that was my assignment. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. In retirement, it's all about income. Your money, making money. Learn how it's done with Retirement Income Solutions Radio with Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter, Saturdays at noon and Sunday afternoons at 1. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us for all your clothing, footwear, and if you need a special gift for anything, please come and see us for all those needs. And, of course, we always have whatever you need for your home, lawn, or garden at Rutherford Farmers Co-op. And farmers, we have whatever you need to take care of your farm. Please come see us at Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Hi, this is Tina Fox of the Co-op Farm and Home Center at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Old friends, a new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Attorney John Day with us. Now, in the background there, that, that music. Remember that from Saturday Night Live? Yes. Where they're in the uh, the club? It, it was really funny. Yes, hilarious. I, I forgot who the two characters that were in it. But, yeah. It, anyway, every time I hear that, that's what I think of. <laughs> Again, with us this morning, Attorney John Day right here in Murfreesboro. His office is on Medical Center Parkway. You can find them at johndaylegal.com. But we only have about two and a half minutes left. And one of the things we were going to get to in personal injury cases that bill for the ambulance or that bill for life flight helicopter, you know, very expensive, especially the life flight bill. If you're in that situation where you do get flown to a hospital, 
What do you do once you recover and get that bill? What's the first step? You send it to your health insurance company. And uh, if you have a lawyer who's helping you with the wreck, you make sure he or she has a copy of that bill. And then I would suggest you not worry about it. How easy for me to say. But the bottom line is this. The, these helicopter bills, they're, they're rarely under $25,000, and I've seen them as high as $75,000. Uh, most people don't have the ability to pay them. Uh, hopefully you have health insurance. If you don't, then let your wor- lawyer worry about how to get the the dang thing paid from the at-fault driver in the wreck. Uh, And there's a way to negotiate those. We negotiate them every single day. Uh, But try not to stress out about that bill. Uh, We're down to about a minute and a half left, but can these bills potentially, I don't know, end you or result in you losing your house by not paying them on a timely manner? There is, there's always that risk. If you do not have health insurance, uh, and you're unable to make a complete recovery uh, of, of all your medical bills from the person who caused the rest, wreck, yes, there is a risk of you losing your home or uh, having to file bankruptcy. Uh, I think that 50 or 60% of all bankruptcies in the United States arise from medical debt. and uh, Or at least medical debt plays a big role in it. So Yes, that sort of thing can happen. Once again, I would encourage people who have a a serious personal injury case to talk with an experienced personal injury lawyer because a lot of times those things can be negotiated out. In in other words, even if there's insufficient insurance to pay all those bills, a good lawyer can work with those health care providers and get those bills reduced and get them wiped out. Attorney John Day with us. Again, very important to seek help in injury cases for sure. And you're with, obviously, the law offices of John Day, but right here in Murfreesboro. Yes, sir. Right down the street. JohnDayLegal.com. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.